if you don't wash my clothes fast enough, mm -hmm. they reek of ammonia. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. Doctor, let me know. Chime in. Yep, chime in. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coaches on Physio Balls. <laughs> Coaches on Couches. Being slouches. Actually, we're not very slouchy. In fact, posture is feeling much better. I yeah, feel honestly really, really good. The ball upgrade we did. So, about that. No couch. No couch. Uh, we're throwing around ideas on a better setup. Yeah, we'd love input on it. Yeah, we're, we're testing out the, the physios. We're trying. Yeah, these are we're still on the fence. Balance discs. Balance discs are now we're Could standing on one leg next. Single-legged balance discs next time. We're, we're trying to get a better setup for uh, interviews and actually like looking at each other, providing a little bit better conversation versus having our guests staring out into the open. Uh, we listened to that one comment that said. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the one interviewer who was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. I was just kind of staring at the one, the camera out there. Uh, as uh, we looked past that. Uh, yeah, as, <laughs> as we were leaning forward to look, and, look at each other. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're working on a new set. Um, but this is our 101st episode. 101. You know, anybody Man. can make a big friggin' deal out of uh, 100. Yeah. Why? We go 101. Plus one. Yeah. 100. 101. Yeah. Bring I would do it in a British accent, but I mm -hmm. don't want to offend my British friends. No. No. Yeah. And you don't have a good British accent. I don't. True. Uh, so, 101st episode. Uh, we actually don't know exactly what we're going to be talking about. We've got our uh, our buddy Daniel Scruggs. He's going to be lobbing questions at us mm -hmm. uh, about all about previous episodes and whatever he comes out. I don't know. He just came up in this episode by himself. So this could be a train wreck. <laughs> this could be a train wreck. So stay uh, tuned. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes Optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Then just look for all the social buttons and click those and follow along. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to uh, like, subscribe. It's like a virtual high five. Mm -hmm. I love high fives. Who doesn't? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to provide virtual <laughs> high fives, hit the like button, share, <laughs> Comment below. Ring. What is a bell? Is there a bell? Ding it. If there's still a bell, ring it. Yes. And uh, we'll be keep bringing some content to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Only the best. Scruggs. Yeah. What, what you got? got? All right. So I figured we started off with a reasonable. Don't be reasonable. Lob question. Lob it. What's your most memorable moment from the podcast? I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to probably go with, uh, I won't name names, but uh, the athlete we had that, that pretty much sweated out the center <laughs> of the couch. <laughs> uh, it's a high-pressure situation. What people don't realize is uh, the airflow in here. It's not great. It's not great. It's so worse in the summer. Wintertime, super cold. Uh, summertime, blazing hot. 
Yeah, we record this presently mm -hmm. in my uh, bonus room office studio, mm -hmm. all in one room, and it's above a garage, and so it gets cold in the winter and gets hot in the summer. But yeah, this this athlete was uh, a bit nervous. <laughs> hadn't hadn't uh, seen this many cameras before, this many bright <laughs> lights. lights. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, the sweat <laughs> the sweat that was <laughs> that was on the uh, by the way. The couch afterwards. I really hope the guy who bought the couch doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, besides that, um, man, I always like the interviews. I think the interviews are always uh, kind of my yeah. highlight. Uh, tons of great athletes. I love highlighting them. I love learning more about them. Um, but any of our athlete interviews are have always been an enjoyable one for me. We are definitely working on more interviews, even if they're not directly sitting with us, mm -hmm. calling interviews, that's that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. My, my uh, most memorable moment... Uh, was when we had um, Bobby Weekly on the couch. Oh yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Uh, also an athlete interview. They yeah, athlete interview, and uh, he got the whole sock thing. His sock game was strong uh -huh. that day. Yep, uh, and had a uh, had a little message. Yes, on his socks. Uh -huh. I believe it was a call for a good time, and With then he literally put. Somebody's phone number. One of his friend's numbers. <laughs> on, also on, on his other side. Yeah, there was a, a little a little back and forth play going on between between those those folks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that one was fun. I'd forgotten about that. I uh, that and, and Bobby's always a good uh, guy to talk to. Him and I are uh, we we dual movie quotes. Oh yeah. He won that time, but uh, he's strong with the movie quotes. They, they just come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He brings his A game on that. Uh, yeah, that's my that's that's my favorite moment thus far. Mm -hmm. What you got, Scrug? Speaking about um, getting some call-ins, we've actually got a surprise caller. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so let's see. Biggest personal accomplishment during the cock era or coaches on couches era. <laughs> uh, biggest. Ah, uh, so many. So many COC jokes have flown around <laughs> in the last several years. You know, we've been doing the podcast. Granted, we got really sidetracked during the pandemic. Uh, and we went from doing like 50 episodes in the first year to like, yeah, what, 13? <laughs> we did like 14. 14, 13 or 14. So we're out for blood. We're getting more this year. But... Uh, Personal accomplishment would be slurring my words uh, in the very first episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just did the intro without the there you uh, go. without the prompter. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. For those that don't uh, know me that well, I'm fairly introverted. Mm. So uh, just being able to sit here and chat it's it's easier when you're chatting with somebody. You no, know, but like like be sitting here and just talking about stuff. Not my forte. I'm not a I'm not a walk into a room guy and just start a conversation with the wall like this one mm -hmm, over here, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. Once once you start talking about a topic though, yeah, it's easy when you you're, enjoy. When you, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're good with that. Yeah, talking about things that small you, talk that you love. Small talk, just small yeah, talking in a big room. Not, not gonna happen. About, I'm not, not great with happen. it. There we go. Not a real great accomplishment, but, but accomplishment. That's an accomplishment. Uh huh. Well, we're getting one. Clearly, we didn't review. What, do you, what, what more do you want? 
We're at 101 episodes. <laughs> I mean, that's a big part of That's a lot of hours in my life. Yeah. yeah. I could be um, bouncing on the physio ball. So this one's from social media. Oh. So someone wrote this in. Okay. Uh, they want to know which one of you smells better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've never uh, gone to Smellingdale. So, uh, I mean, are we talking like post-workout? Yeah, post-workout yeah. or like... That's got to be me. I'm, I'm, I will tell you that I stink to high heaven uh, after a workout. If you literally, if, if my clothes don't get washed mm-hmm. quick enough, it Remember smells when like you were smelling like vinegar for yeah, a long time. My clothes smell like ammonia. <laughs> if yeah. you if you don't wash my clothes fast enough, they mm-hmm. reek of ammonia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad, doctor. Let me know. Chime in. Yep, chime in. So Bryant for the win on that one. I also don't wear deodorant, so there you go. Definitely Brian. It's a total health choice. Definitely Brian. For the you see this there. mustache? I don't wear deodorant. Come on. Oh, wow. Well, coming at you with the performance advice today, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. All right. So then uh, what is your biggest personal challenge that you have addressed or dealt with during the COC era? Broken collarbone. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I actually, in... in whatever it was at that point, 12 years of training and racing and stuff like that. I've never had any type of an injury that has taken me out of the game for more than... Was that like almost one year to the day from now? It was pretty darn close. It was actually, it was the the day before my birthday last year. Yeah, Yeah. so February 7th. Mm -hmm. uh, Happy broken collarbone day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's still there. It's still broken, technically. Um, But yeah, I've never actually had a an injury that took me out of the game for more than like a couple days, yeah. like something that I had to back off for. But, you know, I've always been, you know, we do the, we do the strength work. We do the flight. We, we, we walk the walk, you know, we don't just spit this nonsense and, and hope that you listen to us. So I've done all that and I've staved off injuries for years um, and then went over the handlebars in a bike race and I've crashed multiple times and never broken anything. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a, a different thing for me because I've never had to back off for that long. Never had to sit around mm-hmm. for that long and not train. <clears throat> Truth be told, I only didn't train for about five days. I, uh, I got on my bike, I took my mountain bike and put it on the trainer and slammed the seat as far forward as it would go. And then I just put one arm on there and sat up with a sling and at least spun my legs over yeah. to, to do anything. Well, that's one of the crazy things uh, is people that do have to take extended periods off the, and it happens. I mean, yeah. you know, you're dealing with an athlete right now who just had a bad wreck uh, skiing, yeah. not even, you know, doing yeah. an endurance sport. Broken, but, yeah, broke his femoral head. Off the bike, um, not able to train. It's going to be, what, at least six weeks non-weight bearing. Yep. You don't realize how good it feels to sweat until you aren't allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that you take for granted. So anytime someone's going through an injury and if anyone out there is going through one, I, I feel like it gives you more perspective and more appreciation. We've got a, we act, we have a podcast mm-hmm. in the works uh, with, with uh, either one or more of our athletes who've been through some pretty, pretty big injuries, yeah. long lasting or multiple injuries. Yeah. Um, but this one for me was uh, a, a really long time stretched out because I decided not to get surgery and um, just kind of had to wait it out until the pain kind of went away and then 
working back in, I kind of did my own physical therapy and, and worked the range of motion back in. And, but it was really tough to like not be able to go on group rides. And mm-hmm. pretty much the only thing I could do was spin on the bike, couldn't swim, couldn't yeah. run. Uh, so I spun on the bike and I slept in a lazy boy <laughs> for yeah. like 10 weeks, slept in a lazy boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of podcasting during that stretch. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Mine's going to, uh, like for mine, I think just the way we've kind of powered through COVID. I know everyone's dealt with issues through the COVID era. Um, <clears throat> kind of thinking back, I mean, when COVID was first happening, we did the little joke where we had the Corona bottle image <laughs> that we had on one of the, the videos, you yeah. know, like. We weren't taking it very seriously. No, no. And it turns out it turned into a very serious, serious thing. Um but I like the way the endurance community has just kind of rallied through through that. You know, the folks that we work with, we've been we've been blessed to work with with po- folks who stayed motivated through that whole thing. Yeah. Um, that helps us. I mean, obviously, it helps us stay more motivated as well. But there was a lot of people that trained through a lot of unknown. Um, I think that's a kind of the beauty of endurance sports too, though. You know, what got me hooked to it is the you you have to suffer in this sport to be good. You have to go through hard times. You have to be disciplined. You have to be motivated, uh, to train even on days where you don't want to. Um, yeah, no doubt. and, and it teaches you to conquer the hard stuff. And so I think the endurance community, seeing them as a whole come through, you know, COVID in a, in a strong manner, you know, tons of races coming up uh, yep. right now. Um, I feel like that. It seems like people are successes. super jazzed because of the, just even the, the promise of having like a full season, mm-hmm. like it's got people really jazzed up now. Um, I'll be honest as a coach and somebody who makes a living coaching, I was sweating a little bit when oh, all sure. the events got canceled. Yeah. I was like, and I'm the, I'm the, the panicker of the uh, two of us. I was like, everyone's going to quit. Everyone's <laughs> going to, everybody's going to go and do nothing. Like <laughs> panic. Yeah. And I, Hit the and nuclear I'm like, button. Let's take the nuclear button away from Dale. <laughs> let's keep that at my house, please. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, you know the the one of the great things that we figured out during the pandemic is that it really isn't all about racing, and no. you know it's there's so much more to these sports. Um, you know, and we couldn't even necessarily train together. You know, and that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, you know. But there's just so much that these sports offer outside of even the social aspect and mm-hmm. the reward of racing. That's the big thing we found out is that racing really is the reward for the work that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. And you and people, uh, the people that stuck with it found out really quickly that they really do love the training mm-hmm. uh, as much as or even more than yep. racing. Yeah. And the ability to adapt, right? So like there's a lot of folks that we adapted goals. Like, so instead of having a race that you were targeting, it's like, okay, well, what do we do? We aren't just going to sit here and throw a pity party because we can't race. Like, what do we do? Let's take action on something. Let's set new goals. Let's, let's try to achieve new heights. What, what can we do now? And actually we have a podcast, I think, if I remember right, where we talked about the benefits of a race-free season. Yeah. And it was like this, the amount of structure people were able to do, the fact that they weren't, we weren't trying to like have so many like rest weeks and those that race a lot trying to make sure they felt good going into a bunch of races it was like you could actually almost put together a more consistent 
plan. I, you know, we less actually, travel, like people weren't traveling anymore, you know, uh, so I think it was, there was definitely some big benefits there. I mean, we saw, there were a lot of people that actually made some really significant yeah. gains because we weren't worried about backing off for a race. Yeah. We weren't worried about necessarily being fresh all the time mm -hmm. or, or like in yeah, specific exactly. times of the year. So we could just keep, keep pushing it, recover, keep mm -hmm. pushing it, recover. And we just kept taking these great steps up. Um, so yeah, there was, yeah, by far. Cool. Um, all right. We're going to make it a little bit hard. Uh oh. So for each of y'all, who is on your list of top three guests? Who's on the list of top three guests that, that actually have been a guest? Yeah. Top three guests that have been here. We haven't had too many. <laughs> uh, no, you know, in the total of 101 episodes, we, I don't know how many interviews we've done. Maybe 20. Are you stalling, though? Yeah, I'm stalling so I can uh, think. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, so I'm going to go with, I, I really enjoyed having both Johnny and Seth on just to get that yep. pro perspective. Yep. You know, it was, it was obviously really cool to hear that other side. You know, we, we spend a lot of time where we're, you know, working with, a lot of our athletes so you know a bunch of those interviews i've enjoyed every one of our athlete interviews as well um but we already knew so much about them you know um yeah. so i felt felt like it was really cool to to interview um, you know johnny's now coaching with us but to interview seth and johnny and kind of get their perspective talk to them about yeah um, you know all the really cool stuff that that they're doing the questions that i had had but hadn't had the opportunity to like have a casual conversation with them um I'm hoping that we get Seth back on the couch soon because since we've talked since we talked to him, yeah. he has taken quite the leap in yeah. his in his performances and yeah. training and everything else. Um, and just even just to get him back and ask him like, what changed? Like what like what are you doing differently now than you were then? Was it besides the getting juju? older? Was yeah. it the couch juju that we need to do? We need to get that couch back. Yeah. So word on the street is he's <laughs> he's coming back sometime in March, and mm -hmm. so. Hopefully we'll get them. We'll get them back on uh, for an interview. But I would agree. Those two. Um, I think I enjoy listening the perspective of the pro athlete and and getting an ideas on how how they're how they're both different and very similar to the time crunched yeah. or, or yeah. amateur athlete. Um, I really did. I like obviously. I like talking to Hart Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, Hart is a. <laughs> He's he's a he's kind of a one of a kind guy in his his humor, his humor. He's he's maybe got the driest sense of humor yep. of anybody you've ever met, and it's hard to get the guy to crack a smile because he's afraid that if he cracks a smile, you'll get that he's being humorous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the humor is that you don't know that it's yeah. Yes. So yeah, having him in in talking about Leadville and mm -hmm. and and some of his performances in oh, yeah. uh, Unbound and, and stuff like that, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Um, and the the best part about him is he has, he is a time crunch athlete. The, the guy owns he's got a, what, 32 a, kids now? He's got somewhere like 30 to 35 kids. Yeah. Um, all boys. All boys, yep. Um, and he's got a business, like a growing business. Yep. And he still manages to get in the and training. started another business. It's yeah. There's two businesses now. And yeah. he's still married. Still married. <laughs> yep. And uh, gets in the training to go and perform mm -hmm. like he does, like, you know, 
you know, second place single speed at Breck Epic. Yeah. You know, he was top, what, 50 at Unbound single yeah. speed? Well, yeah, he was second <laughs> in single speed, but yeah, yeah, top 50. Overall. Overall. Yeah, single speed. So, you know, just... <laughs> just 200? <laughs> just kind of get an idea. And when you talk to him, you understand that when he's on, when he's mm-hmm. dedicated, there's nothing stopping him. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But he also takes his recoveries... He extremely does. seriously yeah he's one that when i'm chatting with athletes i always say okay don't like you don't have to stress about doing too little really on a light week if you've earned it yeah like earn your earn your unloads earn your rest weeks adapt come back stronger but we'd rather you do too little versus too much and he's someone who i always kind of go back to in that regard it's like it's okay to do less i'd rather you do less so we know you're fresh we know you've had the chance to recover before we go into another hard block. Otherwise, if you're trying to burn it nonstop, it's oh, yeah. Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, last, uh, I, I haven't done my third. I'm gonna go with our uh, with our friends from across the pond. It's always it's always fun to talk to Annie and Johnny, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a wealth of knowledge in in sport performance and human performance and endurance sports and mm. stuff like that. And they've both been high level athletes. Yep. Uh, Johnny was an Olympic rower, rower, canoeer, canoeist. Yep. Uh, you know, Andy was a professional triathlete and ultra marathoner and, and stuff like that. So they have personal experience and they're also very extreme, you know, educated in it, um, as well. So they're, yep. they, you can pretty much, we can we can ask them anything and get a great response. Well, I think that's what was fun is, uh, and what they even said afterwards is like, man, we're so used to just talking about hydration, yeah. but we ended up talking about uh, low volume training, low volume yeah. training, yeah, and how they do it while <clears throat> traveling a ton. And so, if you're someone who travels a lot and is training on you know six hours a week, yeah, um, and wanting to compete at a high level, there's some good good tips on that one. Yeah, uh, my my last one was uh, Murray Scott talking to Murray. Mm. The OG triath for for local triathlon, he's been racing for since the eighties, yep. and um, just talking like I love talking to folks like that um, because they have like they give you such a big insight into how the sport has changed, mm-hmm. and also there's some hilarious stories. Some of them oh, that yeah. we couldn't actually talk about on <laughs> on the podcast, yeah. but it was it was a great conversation, and uh, I mean I. I really we, we might need to start another podcast that is just like the before and after conversations. That, yeah. uh, we've got to keep our clean rating on the. Uh... <laughs> I, I can say, I, uh, truth be told, I have a I have a hard time not throwing in some f bombs and stuff like that. I was born the son of a sailor, so uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, maybe one day we'll start a less clean version of the podcast behind the scenes yeah how the hot dog is made (laughs) that's that's a terrible analogy (laughs) all right so that covers our uh interviews what would your favorite topic have been like what in the past that y'all have addressed is kind of your favorite topic for each of you Mm. i i mean i i i mean anything that's (laughs) <laughs> that is relevant to me and what I would do. like. I, I like doing uh, I like doing the course previews and stuff. When we did the the Memphis seventy point three course preview, mm-hmm. because we just uh, we've ridden these roads and, and run this. And we know the park back and forth, so it's really easy. Um, I I really like talking about bike fitting and and stuff like that. It's kind of my 
forte in aside from our in coaching. Um, but just helping people, I, I love it because it's like every every person's different. It's like a puzzle to me, and <clears throat> and I'm one, I'm really good at Sudoku. So I was playing Sudoku last uh, night. <laughs> I hate Wordle though. Don't play Wordle. Anyway, no, I don't so play. any type of uh, any type of of bike fitting topic, I really enjoy doing because there are so many things that go into like getting rid of knee pain or. Uh, you know, back pain or or saddle discomfort or something like that, or even just yeah. dialing somebody in that doesn't even know that they're not in the yeah. like optimal position. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times I get somebody in for a bike fit. And like, yeah, I just want to get it checked out, you know, like that. And we make some big changes, and they're like, I had no idea, <laughs> like yeah. that sort of thing. So, I, I the the topic, the time we did the the. Um, the podcast on fixing knee pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's something we kind of went into pretty good detail on it. Yep. Um, I'm hope we're hoping to do more of those, uh, kind of a, that series of, of bike fitting things. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think I enjoyed the, the golden rules of racing as a team. That's a good one. You know, talking through strategy, talking through tactics, any of the podcasts that we've done where we talked more through, if you, if you um, ever see Bryant at a race, um, don't ask him how his race went. Because you're opening a can of worms mm-hmm. that you will never get closed. Uh, if there's one thing that Bryant can do for hours is toss, talk race strategy. Oh, yeah. Actually, Johnny Brown and I yesterday were talking quite a bit of race strategy. It was like, okay, time to focus again. But it's like there's so many, and, and that's what I love about road racing, crit racing, like even group ride stuff is it's a very dynamic, but also, um, intellectual style thing. You know, there's, you've got to learn to read a race. You got to know what are the objectives of the other people in the race? Like what's your own team's objective? What's your personal objective? What are the strengths and weaknesses? What are people doing that, the, that you feel like they should be doing based on what you think their, uh, that their objective should be. And then using all that, when you're redlined and having to process all that and make split second decisions out on the road, um, I think that's a super exciting part of the sport. You know, yeah, it's, it's always the strongest person that wins. But then just that dynamic of, okay, how do you best use the strengths and weaknesses of your own team? What are the do's and don'ts of racing as a team? Because um, when, you know, cycling is very much a team sport and you don't, you know, one person gets the win, but it really, you know, if you've got a good team that's, that's, working and cohesive and 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 uh in sync with each other um i mean it's it's awesome but i I feel like that was um it's something that we you know preach a lot with our own our own team that we're on um but i think there's just so much value in in getting the most you can out of the sport by by following those rules of yeah i mean there is there's so much to uh racing as a team and strategy like and you can the, the amazing thing is your you can totally change your performances in races by just educating yourself on strategy without even changing your fitness. Oh yeah, uh, you can be a, 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 a say a mid pack fitness person, mm-hmm. but still do really well because you are just you're great at thinking on your feet. Yeah, or you kind of can read people really well, or you know mm-hmm. what your job is on the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part of cycling is that you don't have to 
show up to every race in peak fitness yep. and you can still get a decent result. And then one of the other ones, the how, how not to get dropped, right? Didn't we do the group we, like how not to get dropped? I think that was a, it's similar. It's stuff you apply to a race gonna, as well, but it's. We're going to probably repeat that one as a throwback here mm -hmm. shortly uh, because it was such a good, you know, and we had actually done that. I don't know how many times we've actually done that talk mm -hmm. uh, because it is. I mean, because I'm usually telling you after a ride. I'm like, Dale, here's usually the, here are the keys to not get dropped anymore, What were those Dale? again? <laughs> what, were those, what were those things? Oh, you said stay off the front? Uh, oh, okay. Don't go Next into time. the wind? Next, yeah. <laughs> you have to draft? What? Dale's first crit. Uh, I didn't realize I had to draft the whole time. <laughs> yeah, helps. <laughs> yeah. All right. What well, else we got? Um... Is there a topic that you have wanted to cover but you haven't gotten to yet? Did I didn't I just say that we can't cuss on this? <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there's a lot of topics that we're you know um, we come up with ideas all the time, and there's polarizing topics left and right that uh, we. Or like, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth yeah, it? Yeah, we, we generally stay very neutral. Yeah. We avoid the controversial for the Although, most part. Yeah, there's a lot of... They'd be fun to talk about and, and have a civilized conversation about. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, we tend to like come up with topics, you know, and then be like, mm, mm -hmm. maybe not worth it. You know, things like doping. Doping. I mean, that's it might be on the docket, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say that was actually gonna be mine. I mean, I think there's just so much that people don't realize, like from a what's allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah, like, every year we do our new athlete or our, uh, our athlete pledge for people on our our team, and I mean that we brought USADA in. Gosh, that must have been 2015, maybe yeah. 16, something like that, um, just to give a talk and like, hey. There's a lot of people that just don't don't, they don't know. know, but but ignorance to what I was once told is by a judge is not, is not uh, <laughs> ignorance is not a defense. Exactly. So like say Sudafed. I really was. Yeah. I really, <laughs> it was only a speeding violation, but but like that's one of those things. Is like you know Sudafed is something that you that's banned in competition. Yeah. It's not banned out of uh, out of competition. I guess up to certain amounts, but it's like there's rules for all this. Some stuff's allowed in competition, some stuff's not. You know, like um, there's certain stuff that's totally banned. You know, everyone's this day and age, doctors uh, are very um, okay with giving out testosterone to folks if your your T levels are low. Yeah. Um, as you get older, your testosterone levels naturally drop. That's what happens when you age. So. It's, it's a doping offense just to get back to normal levels. That's like not allowed in or out of competition. So yeah. um, there was people that had no clue of that. They were at that, that USADA presentation. Like they didn't realize any of that. So yeah. um, I think just that the education surrounding that, you know, we're 100% behind clean sport. Hate, hate cheaters uh, in any capacity. Um, and so I think that'd be a, a fun topic to yeah, to just get more from someone Absolutely. who knows more about it. I, I th you know, and there's like as far as topics go. I mean, if we're considering interviews, there's a ton of people that mm -hmm. would be awesome to interview. Yeah, I want to get David Goggins in here. Yeah. <laughs> Once we have the one that you're allowed to cuss on. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, there there there'd be a lot of people that are, that are would be fun a fun interview. A lot of the if pr- you guys have recommendations, pros. shoot them out. We'd yeah, start, we'll start. If reaching you got a out connection, them, if you got a connection, uh, I mean, I reached out to Scott Funson. He didn't respond. Oh well, come on, Funson! Somebody else responded. Huh? That guy that turned around when you called Scott Funston's name, uh, but it wasn't him. Yeah, we oh, kind yeah. of already told the story, yeah, but yeah, story. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Brian started yelling at juniors while we were at uh, Cyclocross Worlds this year, and one of them flipped around like he was Scott Funston, and mm-hmm. it turns out he wasn't. Was not. Nope. Nope. So, um, yeah, the next question was, who would be your dream guests to have on? Oh, daggum, man. Uh-huh. Don't jump in the gun here, huh? Dadgum. Uh, yeah, yeah, dream guests. I'm going to go with, uh, what do you think, maybe Peter Sagan? <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> I would struggle. I would struggle in that interview because of the accent. Yeah. Um, there, you know, it'd be great to have, you know, I, I could, I could name any of the big professional triathlete names out there right now. It would be awesome to interview. Uh, you know, I think the, like the Norwegians would probably be a tough one. I mean, they speak pretty decent I think, English. But. I think uh, Sam Long and Lionel Sanders at Together. the same time is the, <laughs> is the one that I would be jazzed about. Yeah. I think that'd be epic. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Jan Fredino would be great just because he's, you know, every, you know everyone calls him the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he is, he is the, the top. He's the man to beat. You know, just kind of getting, getting his perspective on everything and even like, how, like even going through the ranks, the ITU ranks into long course and stuff like that. I think that's, that'd be a great conversation. Um, I would like to, I would like to interview like Dave Scott, you know, and, um, you know, those guys out who, who are doing the original, uh, Ironman races and winning the championships and getting their perspective on, um, how the sports changed and do they like it or do they not? You know, I, I think, some of the, I think some of the guys who who were there originally probably have some uh, very specific opinions on how the sport has either changed for the better or worse or mm-hmm. or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, any of the any of the big names would be great. I think it'd be fun to, you know, one like uh, would be fun would be Talbot Cox, and Talbot is like the he runs the social media for a lot of different professionals and he, ah, he does a lot of the social no media the out there. <laughs> well, you're not in the tri world too, <laughs> too deep like I am, <clears throat> but he's kind of a behind the scenes guy for like all these different professionals. And he gets to go to all the, the big events as a media guy and, and stuff like that. And so I'm sure it would just be fun to talk to him on, uh, if he would even be willing to like spill the beans on like some of the funny stuff that's happened yeah. behind the scenes while they're making, uh, you know, the YouTube videos trails, or, yeah. or whatever like that. That's the kind of stuff that I, mean, I think it would be, be fun. I'm sure he's got plenty of uh, funny stories about Lionel and, uh-huh. and some of the other folks that he's, he's running their channels and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm game for uh, any big name interview. I'd it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that like where it deals with mindset. So mm. that's that's. I mean, I, the, old, the old Goggins, his is the same. It'd probably be the same. So we'd have to come up with some new questions for him. 
Um, but yeah, anything that deals with mental, you know, the mental side of sport, the mental side of getting the most out of you can, uh, of yourself that you can. I mean, I think those are, and, and that's kind of a topic I love to talk more about with, with your elite level people. I mean, cause at the end of the day, th- yeah, they're getting paid to do the sport, but they don't necessarily, I think there's the assumption that every person at the elite level just loves the sport so much. And that's why they're, they're good. Um, it, it doesn't mean that every day you're wanting to go out there and put in five hours on the bike or six hours on the bike yeah. or train when you're tired or do the things, you know, uh, forgo going to family vacations. And, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that's made in order to be elite level. When we watch it on YouTube or we see them performing well in a race, we don't see the hours and hours, yeah. um, and the struggles, the mental struggles, the physical struggles, everything that goes into that. So. I, I would like to talk to like like getting uh, like on the mindset thing, just talking to them about maybe how their um, willingness to suffer mm-hmm. has either like stayed the same or kind of waned over the years of their professional career. Mm-hmm. Like like even like for somebody like who's maybe started in the junior ranks or whatever. And you know those Have kids. Have you gotten tired of suffering? Those kids will <laughs> demolish themselves, oh. you know, over and over and over and over. And then you know somebody who's like been in it forever, uh, like Ferdino or somebody oh. that you know, like, how hard is it for you to put yourself into the hurt locker these days? Mm-hmm. You know, has it changed? Has it not? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, you has know, it changed for you? Uh, I mean, you're no young spring chicken anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, to some extent, <laughs> shut the hell you are, you're, you're older than me, right? Uh, I mean, to some extent, uh, some, I guess. Um, I think most I think most triathletes hide behind the uh, doing long course, uh-huh. and it's just a different type of suffering. And to me, like, the pain of doing hard, like, sprint mm-hmm. races and Olympic races is nothing like doing a 70.3 or a full like that's just mental like we got to keep going we're mm-hmm. still out here yeah, like keep eating I don't, keep yeah, drinking it's like <laughs> it's not like i'm going to die like i'm i'm going to throw up i'm going to die i'm going to like yeah like this is the worst pain i've ever felt like yeah. it's different yeah um i was spinning on the trainer last night and this is we're going down a little side side street here, but Forget I was watching it. YouTube um, and Kempenart's pro cyclist. They were he was doing like his own little vlog thing that he had going. Uh, they had a three person training camp going. They were staying at a hotel that was uh, simulated high altitude, so you were like sleeping at oh, different yeah. barometric pressure levels and like different. So they they were sleeping at high altitude, but the question was they were about to do nine by one minute max was the workout of the day. Nine by ones, uh, him and this other guy. Is it full recovery? It was full recovery. Okay. And then the question was, like, what would you prefer? Doing a nine by one or would you prefer doing a one by 20 minute? So, you know, twice as long if you're doing the 20. And the the dude that he was asking it to, the other pro cyclist, was like, I'm going with the one by 20. <laughs> like, because then I'm only wrapping my head around the suffering, like, one time. Yeah. And the intensity of that suffering is different and you kind of pace yourself you can pace yourself on it yeah um so the longer the duration the more pacing really comes in yeah but Uh, but yeah but i well not to keep this going but i think there we get to a duration where 
you're you're not maximal anymore mm -hmm. like it's not maximal when you're going over like no. 20 minutes or an hour like mm -hmm. you're you're going so long that you have no choice but to regulate yourself and while yeah it's still hard and you're still pushing and i don't doubt that the pros are mm. suffering you know especially as it gets near the end yeah toward the end i think the average age grouper isn't taking themselves to that point yeah. uh you know and it's just it's a different suffering it's mm -hmm. just we got to keep doing this it kind of mm -hmm. hurts let's just keep pressing yeah. i wish i could go harder yeah like keep well, end of any effort like it's only the last part that the suffering really starts happening, right? So like of any, like a one minute, the whole thing pretty much. Terrible. Is terrible. Um, but like, you know, if I'm doing a 20 minute test, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I've got, I can't have the first five minutes be as hard as the last five minutes because that it's just not gonna work out. I won't be able to maintain. Yeah. So you're pacing and then, you know, going into what you were just saying. So it's like the last part is suffering. It's not the whole, event i think we've got a few episodes coming on suffering yeah <laughs> all right and then the last question with the loss of the big couch mm. do you have any last words for the big couch i've got one i'm surprised uh it went down the stairs as easy i think i was just scarred mentally when we were trying to get it up in the box still yeah i thought we were gonna have to saw it in half I told you how many times that we were selling it. I'm Brian like, said don't, don't this... put that on Facebook Marketplace. And the only way I'm helping you get it out of here is sawed up through the window. Yeah. Now, nah, I mean, it's, it's a little sad, a little end of an era type mm -hmm. thing. Uh, you know, I'll pour one out for it. But uh, it's kind of hurting our sock sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, we're going to fix that, though. We're, we're, we're working on a new setup here. Mm -hmm. So, um, Coaches on Shays lounges? Shays lounges and... Um, Cozy sacks. Uh -huh. Beach chairs. Beach chairs. Ooh, I could get around that the cozy low, sack. The idea. low beach chairs. Yes, yes. <laughs> your feet. <laughs> yeah. Knees are up by your ears. Yeah. Papa song? I, oh, I don't boy. even know what that is. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's those big bowl-shaped things. Like the half bowl with the with the cushion inside of it. Oh, uh, okay. It's like a hammock. sphere. Yeah, hammocks. <clears throat> now yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the goal is to, you know freshen it up and mm -hmm. and bring a uh honest, for, for uh, those that if you don't watch the videos then it doesn't matter to you anyways no. uh but it actually you know. came about due to dale's lack of deodorant usage oh, so, so kind of going full circle, full circle here. Here. back to that question from earlier we come all the way back <laughs> uh, all right episode 101 yeah all right in the books that was uh all full of surprises yeah wasn't quite the train wreck I was expecting. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys Our hanging business. out, listening, <laughs> watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.